Donna Porchedo, thank you so much for joining me this evening. All the way from Kildare, right, in Dublin? Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that where you are, in Kildare? I am in North Kildare, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. having this beautiful weather, are you, as I'm having here in Galway? Absolutely, it's amazing, and it's it's like a, it's a full summer. I love it. It's uh, I, I'm in my element here, so it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you joined us here in Ireland from Italy in 2011. Is that right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. from a very sunny highland. I'm jo I joined oh. from yeah, so I kind of miss the sun from time to time. But this year, Ireland just blessed all of us with this beautiful weather. So I'm so. Yeah. I know I'm sure you feel more at home yeah well I'm really really glad you've joined us this evening because I'm a great admirer of your work and um, we like I just really connect with everything you have to say and your posts and we have so much in common being passionate about mindfulness and how it has helped us in our lives and I know you have so much to share with us because you are founder of the Mindful Body here in Ireland, right? And uh, I'd just love to ask you more about that. So if you'd like to tell us about you and your story so far and about creating the Mindful Body. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thanks for inviting me. Um, and I think we, we, clicked very, we clicked very well because we kind of love mindfulness and we have something very... Uh, very, very being in common. Um, I, uh, I am Italian, as you said, I moved to Ireland in, in 2011, so it's been almost 10 years now in the Emerald Island. Um, yes. I'm very happy to be here, of course. Um, I spent um, almost, uh, I originally studied psychology and I graduated in psychology back in Italy. Um, then when I moved to Ireland in 2011, I worked for um, uh, for nearly seven years in in the corporate environment, mm. and uh, I, I I learned so much from uh, from from working in, in that environment, and also uh, met so many people and I'm friends that are still there with me. Um, then I decided though that uh, uh, it wasn't the career that I wanted to to pursue anymore. So I just took a, um, a nice break from work um, and I started to reflect on what I wanted to do, what was my next step in, the, in, my, in my life. And that's where I landed into the, the idea of the mindful body. Uh, I just wanted to go back to my original career as a psychologist and at the same time I trained as a life coach. Um, and then I wanted to create something with, um, with a strong link to my, um, my interest and my personal experience. So that's why I, want, I decided to create something to help women reconnect with their body, um, get rid of emotional eating and, and just focus on, on, on all the other important goals that you, have, uh, you might have in life. So that's how I, how I ended up creating the Mindful Body, which is my little baby. Uh, and I, I'm really proud of it. And I, I really love the, 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 the whole concept behind it. So thanks for inviting me and giving me the chance to yeah. you know, talk a bit about it. 
Yeah, and it, it's very, very rewarding work as well when you know you're helping people and you can see that transformation. So I'm sure you've got many experiences where you've, you know, it's very um, touching when you actually see people transform before your eyes. And um, yeah, no, that's wonderful. And can you tell us the in your work, um, well, if we're talking about mindful eating and uh, body perception and how people um, deal with that. And can you tell us how, say, mindless eating or not eating mindfully um, affects a person? In your experience with psychology and clients you've had, do you, can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, I think it's, to, to be able to, to talk about mind, mindless eating, first, maybe we need to, to set uh, um, a little bit uh, uh, to make it clear what is it mindful eating mindful eating uh, I, I think a lot of people uh, when when they hear mindful eating think about uh, like a, um, a yogi sitting on a mat and with a bowl of food in his, in his hands and just eating very slowly it, it can be like this if you want it to be like this but it put more simply it's uh, adding awareness uh, to your experience with food, to the meal experience, your lunch, your dinner, make time uh, for the for the meal, make time to sit down and savor the meal. So, what happens when we remove that aspect of mindfulness from the eating is that uh, um, if we have a tendency, for example, to eat as a response to painful emotion, as it, it happens yeah. with uh, emotional eating, there's a repercussion on. Uh, first of all, in our physical health, because we might end up eating more than our body needs, putting on weight, uh, and um, sometimes even uh, developing some eating disorders like uh, uh, bulimia or binge eating. Mm -hmm. So there is first and foremost uh, an health uh, problem that might arise there. But also what I notice is that uh, uh, the food and eating food without being mindful of what we put in our body can have a, a strong impact on our mental health as well. Uh, because um, um, when we don't pay attention and we eat too much, when we, 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 we are overweight or obese, it can have a, an impact on our mood. Uh, we can develop some kind of depression-like feelings or um, it also... I, I think I noticed that there's a lot of loneliness and isolation that comes as a consequence of uh, um, eating emotionally, eating too much, because you kind of have developed that sense of guilt that you don't want to be seen when you're eating, or you don't want to be seen because you, you perceive yourself as too big, or you, you're constantly thinking about what other people might think about your body. So you're kind of mm. withdrawn from the world. And that's something that be happening from a mental uh, point of view as well. And yeah. those would be probably the, 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 the main two uh, of mindless eating. And also, from if we want to see also from an environmental point of view, eating mindlessly without any regard for the environment and for uh, the source of all the food that we get on our plate uh, can lead us to make choices that have uh, a bad impact on the environment environment altogether so there are many aspects yeah. to into that uh, would want um, us to you know bring some mindfulness into what we eat 
Absolutely. Yeah. And gosh, yeah, no, it's, it's multifaceted. Um, you know, one takes, one, one takes um, an approach of, of mindful eating, it changes everything. As you say, also down to your use of, you know, for me, what I noticed when I started practicing mindfulness is, um, well, not just noticing what you eat, but also noticing what you buy and if it's covered, say, in plastic and where this came from. And so your whole, um, your whole awareness opens into, into that whole field. You have a greater appreciation for what it takes to make a good homemade meal and where those fresh ingredients from source, how they got to your, to your plate. And um, can you tell me also, I'm just thinking now, um, if people are, especially at this time, I can imagine um, there's a lot more emotional eating happening. And it's all fine and good saying, well, that's what you should do. But do you have any, any hints or tips or advice for how somebody can help themselves? Because when you're in that space, I'm quite sure it's very hard. It can be very hard to get yourself out of it. Um, and it's easy to say, well, just eat healthy and just don't turn to the unhealthy foods or things that you know aren't good for you. But we all know that um, unhelpful habits are hard to break. Um, and there's a much, when it comes to emotions um, and loneliness or other reasons for emotional eating, there's deeper issues than just the food. Um, have you got any, um, what would you advise if people are in that space and they're like, yeah, well, that's easy for them to say, but what do I do? Yeah, we all recognize easy and uh, and as if this is part of my personal story as well i know very well what happens when you um when you have kind of uh, um in yourself this tendency of responding to emotion uh, with eating since you were a child sometimes or you're a teenager so it's very very they're ingrained in what we are um and, and they're very difficult to break as tendencies so um first of all think about th that moment where you might feel sad, you might feel uh, angry, or you might feel just frustrated, maybe because we are all forced to stay in more and we cannot travel to see our friends or family. So that moment uh, for an emotional eater triggers a very strong response. They just want to go to the fridge or order that takeaway, grab food, wherever it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the immediate reaction. So my first tip tip would be to um, start maybe uh, stopping and pausing. So whenever they um, realize that uh, um, they, they, they want to eat, they would just maybe stop, pause and ask themselves, am I really hungry in this moment? Like, um, is my stomach full or is my stomach empty? And so if my stomach is empty, okay, I, I can go and eat. If my stomach is full, that's maybe an alarm telling me that uh, there's something going on, maybe there's an emotion. Yes. And so, pausing, it's critical because uh, um, it gives you a choice. So the moment that you stop and make a little bit of time to think, you have a choice. So you can mm. sit with that feeling 
and maybe either find something else to cope with it or just sit with that feeling, just be really present in there. And that's something that you can uh, develop over time, the ability to, be, to stay with your feeling. Or you can uh, decide to go and eat anyway, but it's very important to introduce that space in between uh, so that you're able to make a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's another tip that I can can give is just start small. Um, when you're approaching mindful eating, um, I think there's a tendency to think, okay, I have to uh, eat all my meals uh, very mindfully and I have to sit to chew super slowly. And we know that it's not really realistic, uh, even for people that have been practicing for a long time, it's, it's almost impossible practice uh, mindful eating anytime you eat so start small pick maybe mm. one uh, little break uh, where you are eating maybe your favorite food and just sit down avoid distractions like your phone um, social media whatever is distracting you and just make the time to really really savor that uh, um, your favorite food or whatever is it that you're eating um, and then for those that want to really um, really, that, that they want to get really serious about tackling this, uh, I would say that uh, another tip that I can give is to observe, uh, but also take note. So uh, develop the, the habit to write down what they notice. When you stop and when you start practicing, there might be a lot of things that are new to you. You discover a lot of things that you, you never paid attention to. So it's a good habit to maybe write them down. And the reason why this is important is that uh, it helps identify uh, patterns in yeah. what we do. Maybe you might find, as in my case, that uh, uh, I would um, reach out for pizza uh, or some very uh, crisps, some kind of, uh, um, you know, junk food sometimes we can say, um, when, I, when I would be feeling lonely or disconnected from other people. But how do I know that this is happening if I don't start paying attention and maybe take notes of what is happening? Uh, this is a good, a good tip if you really want to, uh, to change your habit because uh, um, awareness is the first step to um, start changing something. If you don't know that you want to change something, <laughs> can you change it? So I know, and nobody can do it for you. I was going to forgive you there for saying the pizza because being from Sardinia, you know, <laughs> you, know you have the best pizza. I lived in Italy for a year, as I had told you. And until I went there, this is like on a complete sidetrack, but talking about good food. The Italian pizza and pasta was like nothing I had ever had before. So, you know, we would, um, we'd forgive you if you were in Italy and having your pizza. So we won't count that one. <laughs> the crisps and the other junk food, like heavy pastries and that, okay. <laughs> but being Italian, we love a good Italian pizza every now and then. Oh, I love it. Uh, there's nothing wrong in eating pizza. Yes. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's actually my my favorite food ever. It's just uh, you know the way we approach it. Like we can have a pizza um, uh, occasionally and really enjoying it and savoring it. I think one um, 
I was thinking about uh, when is it that I started to to really get passionate about mindful eating mm. over yeah. my thinking. and in my experience was um, when I uh, in 2014 um, I I would have been uh, you know uh, mm, uh, practicing and being interested in mindfulness for a long time since my 20s but uh, in 2014 uh, I visited uh, uh, a Buddhist monastery in France called Plum Village founded by to go there. <laughs> and you yeah, should whenever, whenever it will be reopened to the public because uh, they've been affected by by Covid as well yeah, yeah. yeah. I encourage everyone yeah, to go there and for me it was a game changer because uh, when you visit Plum Plum Village is, uh, is a, a Buddhist monastery that was founded by the Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese Zen master. Um, there are a, a series of uh, um, um, monasteries all around the world now but in Europe this would be the one of reference. And when I visited, uh, basically the daily schedule was um, all around practicing whatever you practice on a daily basis, like walking, eating, washing the dishes, but uh, adding mindfulness to the moment, really, really being present. But for me, needless mm. to say, mindful eating was the, the, the moment where we would sit and eat our meal was the moment that really, really stayed with me for forever mm. because we would sit take the time even before putting you know bringing the fork to our mouth to really look at the food in front of our eyes appreciate the, the that food and all the hard work of the people that were bringing it to us mm -hmm. and only very slowly uh, savor bite after bite for me it was a game changer and i tell you why because mm -hmm. first i realized that i could really really savor my food and for an emotional eater like a I, I used to be, and I still am sometimes. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a game changer when you realize that um, there is a lot of more taste to food when you slow down. And um, when you eat very fast, and when you, you, you tend to not to really, really appreciate the real texture of the food, maybe you might savor the first bite, but then after a couple of bites, it's gone. And then the second, uh, I'm, I'm getting really passionate here because it's really no, it's great. That, that really changed a lot uh, of my uh, my my relationship with food. The second was that uh, I realized that when I was eating slowly um, and but paying attention and and eating with all the senses, mm -hmm. I would end up eating less. And why? That, that's why. Um, and this this is because you you can. Um, hear the signal from your stomach and from your body telling you you're full much earlier than you would do when you're just shoveling everything you know down your throat mm -hmm. that would have gone all the time so it was probably that moment that made me realize that you can change you can completely revert what you what you've been doing and uh, since then it's been it's been a journey but uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, it started this way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yourself, whenever you can, maybe next year. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I had planned. Yes, that was on definitely on my list um, because I know they have lots of retreats there. And I thought that is that is my time. I am definitely going to go 
yeah, it, it looks like a very, very special place. Um, Plum Village for anybody who wants to go, well, when they can, locally. And, um, and yeah, something you said there also with mindfulness, it's not necessarily an extra thing you have to do. What you do anyway in your day, just do it mindfully. So if somebody is like, say, has right, has um, concerns over their weight or just wants to shift to being more mindful about everything. Um, and with weight loss, now you can also maybe guide me here um, through your profession, in your professional capacity. If somebody is so focused on just the food when they want to lose weight, do you think it's it's um, a better option if they focus on all the healthier ways that they can lose the weight and rather than solely being focused on food um, because they can become obsessed with what they can't have or you know and that it's a real chore and it's a it's a burden um, rather than looking at things from a different perspective of like um, you know learning to love being mindful and eating a little less and looking at other ways that they can, um, um, what's the word, I guess, um, like they lose weight, like weight anyway and feel better in their skin oh, if, if they adopt healthier habits and in, um, maybe a more positive attitude to food, rather like seeing not food as the enemy, but seeing food in a different way. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's absolutely the philosophy behind uh, the whole concept of my food body because uh, um, it's not focusing on the weight loss as the goal, but focusing on right. developing a real relationship with your body, as I was saying before, reconnecting with your body, understanding yeah. the cues and the signals that it sends, and also develop as part of the the work that I do. Um, is developing gratitude for the miracle of, of what your body is. Your body is not only a container of food, it's also um, the vehicle of whatever um, action that um, you know, fulfilling every day. The moment you go to work or when you are uh, playing with your children, when you, um, I don't know, spend a day at the seaside and you can swim, it, it is, it's a miracle. To when you when you acknowledge whatever uh, your body does for you, so when you start developing that gratitude and start seeing um, uh, your body as some as like a sanctuary, something that you really need to take care of because it will bring you everywhere because it will help you to live longer and healthier. Then you will then you will make that switch in your mindset to see I don't want to eat. Um, the you know the right food be only because uh, the, the the doctor said so or the diet says this, but because mm -hmm. I know that it's gonna help me live a healthier and longer life, or because it's mm -hmm. gonna give me the energy to uh, perform mm -hmm. in my job or be more present with my kids. And so yeah, you develop a lot of self care. I like talking about self developing self care routines. Mm -hmm. as follow a diet because uh, the diet cannot stay uh, with you for the rest of your life it's something temporary sometimes something that somebody else is telling you where somebody else is telling you what to do when how uh, whereas 
the real change that happens when you work on your mindset, on your emotions, it's an internal change yeah. that yeah. I can guide, of course, and you can guide for your clients, but uh, mm-hmm. um, it's happening first and foremost inside you and it will stay with you for the rest of your life. So it's mm-hmm. something that you develop and you'll be able to sustain as opposed to just a temporary diet. That's yes. my point of view and uh, and I see that it can bring great results yeah I agree with you totally and maybe a lot of people you know we get um so bombarded by um by society and by what we read etc that maybe a lot of people who want to um lose weight or that type of thing don't actually realize or aren't aware that there's another way and it's about changing their their mindset and by in doing so, and through, you know, mindfulness practices like going to see you, um, which are you doing online now as well? By the way, I am doing yeah. online. Awesome. Obviously, following the social distancing rules, yeah, I've moved everything online. But yeah. I what I say here is that I don't blame uh, those women and those men. No, that, no. Uh, and that you know that they don't they haven't realized that the mindset is, is important because i think as a society and as a culture we are um, kind of uh, uh, trying to think that uh, we we have to get a quick fix and then it's all about the looks so i don't blame uh, anyone because no it's of course founded by those messages yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's what we're led to believe but at least you know well i don't mean at least but you having studied and having gone through this, then you can attest to the fact that when you do change your mindset, everything else changes. So if, if there are people who have tried every diet or every option in the book, this is a, a, a wonderful alternative that maybe they haven't thought of trying. Um, you know, and they can always call you. So you have you have your website, which is the Mindful Body, and you have a Facebook page, yes. and people can contact you. Oh, you're also very active on Instagram. <laughs> I love uh, yeah. the feeling of being on Instagram. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so people can pick up a lot of tips from you, and um, I know you do really, really great work. And it's great that you can still connect with people online. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your work or what your plans are going forward? Um, so my um, my focus would be um, well, of course, uh, working working with the clients is a priority. I I want to start uh, uh, using my socials to um, send that message that we we just touched on on this. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of minutes ago, when I said about uh, you know the cultural um, environment we are in, which where we are bombarding by this idea that we have to uh, look a certain way, and um, and that brought a lot of uh, uh, women because uh, that, that's the, who I, I work with mainly would yeah. be women uh, to believe that they are not okay unless they look a certain way. So uh, what I want to focus on in, uh, on my socials in, in the next week so will be to send those messages that, that uh, you don't need to conform to any, um, to all those uh, 
uh, images that you see online or whatever people tell you that you should look like. You should do your own way. You should start loving yourself first for uh, how you look like, what you are. Mm -hmm. Discover your your million of uh, uh, you know uh, strengths and uh, the good mm -hmm. things that you can do. And, uh, and and go from there. Be very great, grateful for uh, the million things that you are beautiful uh, for at the moment. Um, so yeah, that, that would would be a big part because I don't, I I am kind of uh, uh, I don't like uh, the the old concept of dieting and the fact that it's linked to um, wanting to look a certain way. So I want to keep talking to women. Um, about what they can do to move away from that uh, mindset, and yeah. hopefully, yeah, hopefully, sorry, <laughs> hopefully, we'll be able to um, get a little bit closer <laughs> with each other. I know we miss yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I will be able to to see um, to start seeing clients online, maybe gather groups and do some uh, some work together. Uh, will be very good. Same way you're doing amazing. Yeah, and what, what, I, what I what I also don't think people or fully realize is that mindfulness um, training or coaching. Um, I don't think they fully know what it what it involves. That it and um, that there is a lot of um, growth about for self awareness. So there, and learning to love yourself is something that you can learn and you can practice and you can cultivate. So I know for me, that is something I worked very hard on for a long time because you, like, I mean, you only have to look like there's people who seem, seem and um, from the outside world might seem to have it all and have the looks or the life, et cetera, or the, and the body that society would make them think, oh, it's perfect, but they can also, they're not always the happiest people that it comes from within you. And that is something that you can cultivate and nurture. So for somebody who is um, just not feeling that, you know, to know that they, that is something through mindfulness training that, um, that they do learn and does grow. Um, and I think that's something a lot of people don't realize as part of mindfulness coaching. Um, that it, it changes your whole um, your perception of yourself, um, and what you get is um, long-lasting. I would say inner happiness because that's my page, because that's what it's given me. It's so it's yeah. an inner happiness that it, that no matter what goes on, I've still got that sacred space, and um, and that's what you can call on any time. And when you've got that mindset. Um, that helps to control, even though we all fall, you know, you know how to come back to the mind, the healthier eating and the exercise, and you know you're a bit off track, you know what to do. And for me, that's what mindfulness training did. And I, I presume, you know, you do very similar. Um, and I don't know if, if, if everybody realizes the extent of what they get from mindfulness training. I, th I think people now are getting more and more um, aware of the importance, uh, maybe partly due to the focus on mental health uh, awareness that uh, we are experiencing the last few years since the early stages of life. So it's very important, the work that you do 
um, with a inner happy and I totally love it. I embrace it like fully uh, because I think people um, need to know that there are places like uh, um, um, like inner happy, like the mindful body, that they mm. can go and find uh, a space to really sit and reflect instead of just, uh, you know, um, getting on, you know, reacting as we are very quickly as yeah. we are, we are also um, accustomed to do. And um, there's something uh, that you touched there, um, about uh, setbacks uh, or moments that you feel like you're kind of uh, um, you're not progressing and that's mm -hmm. a very important point when you develop that mindful um, approach to life um, even if you get setbacks you'll be able to bounce back because yeah. um, you've learned something as I said for life and um, and also the ability to say to yourself okay I had a bad day, I didn't eat the way I wanted, or I didn't practice the way my practice, uh, mindfulness practice the way I wanted. But I know that uh, I can start all over again from the very next practice or from the very next yeah. meeting. And this is a very important message because uh, failure can, uh, especially when it's up to weight loss, can be a, a, huge, um, a huge reason for people to just give up completely. Um, yeah because they feel they can't do it or it's not working and what i also find really good um is and i said it the other day on one of my posts it works for me anyway is um not to say that i'm outright giving something up but just for the next 10 minutes i'm not going to have xyz or for this day or for this evening or for the next hour and by achieving that small goal you are motivated and encouraged to see that you can now do the next hour. And then the next hour suddenly becomes a day. And then suddenly you've got a few days. Whereas if you set the goal too wide and too far, it's, it's way too overwhelming and daunting. Um, but that works for me, saying like for the next, yeah. <laughs> that, that long, I'm not going to have a drink or <laughs> whatever it is. And that that works for me, um, you know. And it, works for, it works for uh, many people. I think the little wins that you get when you set your goals, you break down your goals, and you get those right. little wins. They fuel your motivation. They yeah. tell you can do it. Yeah, because if you set it too high, and then you you know you you end up like berating and criticizing yourself and thinking you're useless because you can't do it. And you know what good are you doing you're you're just being a bully to yourself <laughs> you need to become your own best friend and that's where the self-compassion comes in and baby steps and that's why yeah like your your space as you said it's an authentic safe space that people can come and they they know you've been there they know what you're talking about and they know they can just come there when they need and um you're a beautiful person to work with and, you know, I would, I would, I would recommend that anybody contacts you if they want to consider, in any shape or form, um, just shifting their mindset or their lifestyle, because also making those little changes, you know, you feel so good so quickly with so little that you're also motivated to do more. 
And when you have, I even find, even though, gosh, I'm talking a lot now, you've got me going. <laughs> I, could, I could listen for hours, so go off. <laughs> I find that even though I'm um, a mindfulness uh, mentor, I find that I also need other people like you. I need you. So we, I, I think it's very hard to do anything on your own. We all need a coach. We all need a mentor. We need somebody to bounce off. And there's no shame and no, um, there's, it's, it's wise and it's the strong person who reaches out and asks for help and says, hey, look, you know, I have another friend who I go to for um, coaching and I, I, I tune into yours to help me with. So we all have other people to turn to, which I think is very, very important. Yeah, key. Your, your network is key because uh, I, I strongly believe and I'm sure you believe as well so that uh, you can't do all everything um, on your own like you 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 would need especially on those days that are hard yes yeah, yeah. you need those people that you know you can uh, pick the, pick up the phone or just just send mm -hmm. a text and uh, and you know that they're there to motivate you it's absolutely 100 yes. percent. i totally agree with you yeah yeah oh great i know i don't mean oh great yeah i agree i agree and i'm so glad to have found all of you I'm just going to look on my Facebook page and see if anybody has any questions um, who might like to ask you anything. Um, let me see. Um, okay. Uh, do you think, hang on now, this is, all right. Um, Sinead D would like to know, do you think this is mostly a, a female issue or are you seeing more men having issues around food? Absolutely. I think that there's a gender equality here. Um, and that's not obviously the reason why I choose to uh, to work with women. If it's because I, I have a particular, uh, I, I'm I'm able to create a particular bond with women, and that helps me in my job. But I absolutely, I am a hundred percent sure that this is a huge uh, problem also for men, and that uh, um, especially in the last years, uh, there's also. Um, an increase in, uh, in, in, in the number of men that might feel uncomfortable in their body and they become aware of it, whereas maybe in the past they were uh, maybe not allowed to even think about this, uh, these kinds of issues. But yeah, absolutely, I uh, totally see that it's, uh, it's, um, it's a problem of both genders. And maybe uh, in the future, uh, the mindful body will... Uh, open their their doors to men you never know but yeah, yeah. So maybe also a lot of men um like many things are are nervous to first of all ask for help and secondly to speak out to say that they have an issue or that they're concerned about something um but that's just maybe my perception um maybe that's changed which would be great because the the happier people are in themselves the better and happier the whole of society is so we I encourage all men to take back control and give yeah. <laughs> your voice yeah, absolutely and you know what i find that sometimes when you work with women you're not just changing that woman in front of you if that woman is a mother and maybe it's got a daughter or a son uh, that mother is a, 
uh, is a wife, is a sister, and and um, the moment they see that this works, they spread the message or they become role models for their families or the people around them. So when you change someone, one person, you can you can sometimes change also the network around them. And what's nice, yeah, also is actually the nice thing about being online now is, um, and for you and I and, and most coaches, one, and so there isn't that um, um, perception of one feeling intimidation for a man going sitting in a waiting room to see a, um, a counselor, a therapist, a coach, you know, one can become um, maybe a bit sensitive about that or um, but whereas if you book and click and uh, book a coaching session online, it's much easier because you can do it from the comfort of your own home in that private space. So that might be a, a lot easier for men to do at this point in time, should they be considering. It certainly could be, yeah, because there's an element of uh, added privacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're opening all the doors for men. They have no excuse anymore <laughs> and women. So let me see if there's anything else here. Yeah. She says, Sinead said, thank you very much. And um, she has to go. So we have some viewers on Facebook and um, I'm sure many more will tune in and the recording. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Donna? Well, um, there's, um, for those emotional eaters out there that uh, maybe will are watching now or maybe they will watch on replay, um, whenever I have a tiny, tiny little practice that I use on myself, when I get that feeling that there's something going on and uh, I want to reach out for food because that's, uh, that would be my elective way, um, I would normally go with a couple of deep breaths, as in <laughs> you, you can teach us uh, so on that. And, um, and then I, I, I say to myself, breathing in, uh, I know there's an unpleasant feeling going on. And then if you know what the feeling is, you can name it. Or, but if you don't, you just say, breathing in, I know I, there, there's an unpleasant feeling in me. And breathing out, I am here for that unpleasant feeling. And then I go again, breathing in, um, I calm this feeling in me. Uh, breathing out, I calm this feeling in me. So that gives me that little bit amount of time to just uh, uh, pause. Uh, if that probably someone. And there's uh, other practice or other uh, kind of mantras that I share regularly on socials as well. But this one would be the one that uh, I found some uh, most of the time works with me. Um, so I, I thought it would be nice maybe for other people maybe to share it or, um, so that they know. Oh yeah, taking those few mindful breaths and changing your self-talk is so, so powerful. Um, and what I always recommend too is using that even when you don't need it. So then you get used to using it. So if you're, if you're confronted with the situation, you automatically know what to do already because you've done it so often. Um, because we can do the courses, read the manuals, read the books, but Mindfulness is something that you have to put into practice, and um, as you know. So I think the two of us can attest that 
um, mind, practicing mindfulness is truly transformational. Yeah, I'm living. Uh, yeah, <laughs> proof. I'm so very happy to say. When when I say I'm living proof, I'm not. Uh, I don't want people to get this idea that I'm this yogi that I'm completely mindful all the time. It's just it helped me on on the little things that count for me. Everyone has their own. Uh, um, yeah. uh, priorities and the things that they really uh, are important to them and for me that helped a lot uh, but I'm not uh, I don't want to make this idea that I'm this kind of guru absolutely I'm very real uh, I'm, uh, I'm but I, I, it's just something that really uh, I really think that helps and that can I make for yeah that's the thing because it's there, it's practical techniques practical things that you use every day and um yeah everything everyone can benefit well i look forward to watching your posts i know you're on literally every day with such valuable information yeah. so thank you for that and um people can catch you on the mindfulbodyisit.com it's the mindfulbody.ie your website and and the website is the, the mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the Irish. I thought you might. Yes. Okay. That is wonderful. Well, I look forward to um, seeing and sharing this space again with you. And um, hopefully, you. hopefully we'll get to meet up sooner than later. Thanks very much for, to, for you to hold this space for me. And uh, I have uh, now talking to you a couple of ideas in my mind. And uh, I think you will be probably very soon on my page speaking about something that uh, just came to my mind. But with, that's wonderful. <laughs> the power of authentic connection. I love yeah. it. Awesome, Donna. Well, on that note, I will leave you with saying ciao e, e grazie mille. I finally get to My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. Have a good evening. Bye. Okay. Oh, we're still live on.